0: Genesis chapter three, Genesis chapter three, Amen, Hallelujah. I'm excited about today, Hallelujah. I still, I, I'm still trying to work past last week's message. What is your alternative? You know, everything that you do, there's always that little voice, whether it be flesh or your adversary, saying, "Well, you could," and that thought just come back. What will be the alternative to do that instead of doing what God wants me to do? And so there is no alternative is the answer to that question. What is your alternative? There is no alternative. So you just do what God said to do because there is no other alternative. I'm still, that, that one will last with me a long time, which makes sense. You know, that was a word from the Lord. And they say when you get a word from God, you just hold on to that until you give you another word. So I'm going to hold on to that until he gives me another word, a word from the Lord. Amen. When you are, well, I'm not going to say that anymore because we don't do that anymore. You guys already found it, huh? You found Genesis chapter 3, verse 15 already, right? All right. Let's do what we did last week. I like that. I know it's not good for recording purposes, but I just like uh, when we participate. So let's read alternatively. I'll read, you read, and then the final verse. We're going to go to verse 20, and we'll read verse 20 together. When you're ready, say amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15 says this, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. What that part, say, ladies? The last verse there. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, seventeen. And Adam, and unto Adam he said, because thou hast hearkened unto thy the voice of thy wife, and has eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Curse is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shall thou eat of it all the days of thy life. In the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for thus thou art, and unto thus shalt thou return. Amen. I know I was supposed to read that with you, but you sound so good. (laughs) Amen. I want to entitle our Mother's Day message today on this topic. The destiny of the woman. The destiny of the woman. The destiny of the woman. I'm not sure what that means. Amen. But we will go ahead and do the best that we can. The destiny of the woman. Pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, I feel your presence. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for the anointing that rests upon this congregation. And so now, Lord, we ask that the word of the Lord will go out and accomplish that which you wanted to accomplish, for you said your word will not go out and return unto you void. I pray your blessing, Lord God, upon this congregation. And, Lord, that you will allow us to hear what the Spirit is saying unto us. I pray for challenges to be met and Undertaken, Lord God. And I pray that we as your people will surge forward, Lord God. Help us today that we will leave this place with tangible understanding that we can take with us. I pray the anointing and blessings to flow freely in this place. Demonstrate your mighty acts and let the power of God be seen in this place. We ask you all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. The destiny of the woman, the destiny of the woman. I want to talk to you a little bit about that. And um doesn't mean if you're a man today, um, you won't get a word. doesn't mean if you're not a mother today, you won't get a word because that's one of my challenges. I know that sometimes when you attend uh, church on Mother's Day and Father's Day, The messages tend to gear towards uh, mothers on Mother's Day and fathers on Father's Day. And because I like to make sure, and I just believe that's godly, that everyone gets blessed and everyone hears the word that will do something for your soul, I'm always talking, Lord, Lord, make sure this word, I want this word to be something that we all can benefit from and not just the women, the mothers specifically. Amen. And so, men, I believe if you listen, you will hear something for you. But I also believe that sometimes we need to listen to understand what ladies are going through and what they deal with so we know how to support and encourage as men. Amen. And so I believe today's message is not because it's entitled the destiny of a woman does not mean if I'm a man I'm stuck today because the pre- the preacher is talking about the destiny of a woman. I want to tell you this. Jesus has. A weakness. Jesus has a weakness. And his weakness is us. Somebody tell your neighbor, we are his weakness. Yes, our weakness is, his weakness is us. And so, some of us in here today have failed God miserably. We've done some things that make God says, my goodness, and shake his head. He knew we would do it, but we just failed him miserably. Yet he continues to love and to seek after us in spite of our failing him. And I thank God for being the God that he is, that in spite of us failing him, he still loves us. He still speaks after us. He's still calling us. He's still reaching after us because we are his weakness. And so I thank God because he's just been so good to us. His amazing grace keep reaching. His love will not let us go. His weakness is us. It's the only weakness he has. God commanded Adam and Eve not to eat of the tree of the of knowledge of good and evil. He commanded them he says don't eat of this tree for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. It is with this commandment that accompanies a promise and 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 God will put a promise with this commandment when he says, don't eat of this tree because if you eat, you will die. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. And he says that if you do that, you will have long life on the earth. God's commandments will always be accompanied with promises. And so what God asks you to do, there will be a promise that you will receive if you do it. And so God is always trying to make a way for us. And so he told them, don't eat of this tree. Don't eat of this tree, because if you eat of it, you will die. And so, when Adam and Eve, or should I say when Eve and Adam took part of that fruit, they were supposed to fall dead instantaneously. They were supposed to instantaneously just fall flat dead because they disobeyed the commandments of God. God says, the day you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. And so they were supposed to fall flat and just just be dead. But we are God's weakness. And so God didn't allow them to just fall flat dead at a time. God's love is so amazing. That day when they did exactly what God commanded them not to do, instead of striking them dead right on the spot, we see God's love by shedding the blood to cover their sins and removing the skin of the animal to clothe their nakedness. When God killed that animal, he killed that animal because the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Your sins cannot be removed if blood is not shed. And so God said, oh my goodness, my children who I love, who I've created have sinned against me. And so now I have to shed blood to cover their sins. And also, they know that they're naked now, so now I have to take the skin of the animal and make clothing for them because I need to cover their nakedness. And so God made a way for us. In spite of our disobedience, in spite of Him commanding us and us saying, okay, and not keeping that commandment, He still made a way for us. Here is what happens because of God's weakness. He went out of his way to redeem us. He went out of his way to redeem us. God, listen to this, God speaks redemption before he speaks judgment. Oh, come on and help me somebody. God speaks redemption before he speaks judgment. Judgment. Maybe we need to take a page out of his book. Before we can judge someone, we need to make sure we provide them redemption. What does that mean? If I see somebody messing up, I need to go and try to help them instead of pronouncing judgment on them. We tend to go the reverse of what God has shown us from the very beginning. That when somebody messes up and when they fail and they have done wrong, instead of condemning them through judgment, we need to go and help them through restoration. And so God, before he judged them, didn't say he didn't judge them, before he judged them, he provided redemption for them. Mm. That's important to know. Eve was given well before, before before I get there. There's another thing that God also does in how he reaches out to us and how he relates to us. Before he judged them, he provided a Redeemer. And so, he says Instead of me just judging you and leaving you out to hang, I'm going to provide you a redeemer. So before he judged them, he provided reconciliation or restoration. Before he judged them, he provided a redeemer for them. Because remember, they were supposed to die instantaneously when they sinned against God. But because we are his weakness, he made a way. Now I will say this. Feel this in the Holy Ghost. What usually happens, because God is always reaching for us, but what happens is God's word or God's word still have to judge us. So what it means is a lot of times, a lot of us are dealing with God's judgment, but at the same time dealing with God's grace. Ah, Okay. Because we have failed God and we've sinned against God, God's judgment, the laws that he has placed in effect, is still it still has to work. But while it's working, he's still being gracious to you. While it's working, he's still providing a way for you. While it's still working, he's still trying to reach you. So God, in in his amazing grace that he's always showing us, he can't help because the the way he has ordered, the way our world and the way how His, His, his laws are supposed to work is if we do this, this will happen. If we do this, this will happen. And so when we do certain things, there must be a response to it, whether good or bad. But God still just won't leave you To just be eaten up by the judgment. He's a redeemer and a restorer. What usually happens to us though is we can't handle the judgment. And we just start sinking. And we blame God. When God is is, is saying, didn't I make a way for you even though I judged you? You disobeyed me. See, what we're looking for, we're looking for God to overlook what we've done. And no, 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 no consequences. Thank you. We just, oh, God, you know, I messed up. And God is saying, that's not how I operate. That's not my nature. I can't just let you do whatever you do and then say no consequence because I'm loving you so much that there's no, there's always going to be a consequence. Would you like, would you like for you to do good and there's no consequence for you doing good? Ah. Uh. So if you do well, you want good to come your way. Well, it's not going to change the other way. If you do bad, bad got to come your way. But God says, I have a redeemer for you. God says, I have a way for you to get through this. You just have to trust me no matter what you're dealing with. We don't get over. We don't get away. But God loves us so much that he will always make a way for us to experience eternal life. But sometimes we get broken and we, we we blame God for our brokenness when we decide I can't handle this anymore. And we want to walk away. God is saying, I don't want you to walk away, but I can't just let you get off scot free. And a lot of us, we we we, we just we, we, we break and walk away and say, God, don't love me. No, God loves you. And he's there waiting on you. Adam and Eve could have walked away and said, man, God, you don't love us. You kicked us out of the garden. Or they could say, man, we could have been dead. What would you rather? Dead on the spot where you inherit eternal damnation or a little bit of trials, a little bit of problems, but still have the opportunity for eternal life. My God. The destiny of a woman. I know this don't sound like that, right? But I told you I'm going to preach to everybody. (laughs) Hallelujah. So we are God's weakness. He has a weakness for us. And the weakness is I got to make a way for my children. The weakness is no matter how much you messed up, I'm always reaching out to you. I'm always trying to reach you. I'm always trying to help you to overcome. That's his weakness, which means we should never turn our backs on anybody because God don't turn his back on us. Eve was given Two names or should I say she was given a title and then a name the first name or title E was given was woman woman the meaning of that word woman is maness m-a-n-e-s-s maness meaning feminine right it, it's, it's generic designation is referring to her relationship to the man. So when, when she was given the name Eve, it meant she was different from man. When she was given the name Eve, it meant that she was going to have a different relationship with her and man. And when I say different meaning... Remember, she came on the scene because Adam was here first. He named all the animals, watched the animals in pairs, male and female, male and female. And then he looked around and said, oh, whoa, whoa, God, what's going on around here? you got all these animals in pairs. They got somebody. What about me? And God says, all right, Adam, I'll take care of you. I love you. You're my man. I'm going to give you a woman. And that's when he put Adam to sleep and pulled from out of him a rib. And created a woman. And so when Adam saw her, he says, Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman. And so, because she was taken out of man, she was maness. She was different from man her relationship in man was different than anything else that would ever take place on the face of the earth not like the animals not like any other relationship the woman and the man relationship was going to be different from any other relationship the woman she was instinctive and quick to respond or quicker to respond than a man Yes, yes, we can't live outside of God's word. We can ignore it, but we can't live outside of God's word because God's word encompasses everything. And so we can look at life and just go back to the word and say, my God, God, you're good. You know, sometimes we say God is good. We don't really realize how good God is. And so the Bible shows us that Eve, she was just quick to respond and that her instincts, her instinctions are just quick she 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 has quick instinctives. you ever talk to a woman, brother, and she'd be ready to just, just respond, and we want to just process. Hold on, let me think about that for a second. That's what we do, and the woman can just shoot it out now that's great, and that's wonderful. problem is it can get you in trouble sometimes, lady <laughs>
1: that, that well that's what happened.
0: Listen, the devil, who knows? We don't know this. How you know Adam wasn't walking in the cool of the day all the time and the devil saying, Adam, eat the tree, eat the fruit of the tree. And he turned around and said, I know you ain't talking to me and just kept on going about his business. Or he just ignored him. We don't know that. We don't know if he just waited to talk to the lady or he was talking to Adam, but Adam just ignored him. That's not in the Bible. We don't know. But what we know is Adam never responded to him. So it's clear that the woman have a quicker response because Adam never responded to that joke. So ladies, here is why the Bible says you read it. You read it. Don't stone me. You read it. And he shall have rule over thee because you're so instinctive and so quick to response You need somebody to kind of, you know, balance you out, kind of work with you a little bit. Because if you don't have that, you're just going to always be quick to respond. Ah! You're always going to be quick to just, just, just move and do something. And so it's good to process it. Honey, what do you think about this? That's how you process it. He's not trying to, God didn't tell him to control you. God just say, let him be the one to give you guidance so you don't just shoot off and do whatever you want, because shooting off is going to cause you to cause a whole lot of problems. And so she was named woman because she was a woman, Manus. She was a different kind from the man, but she was more instinctive and quicker to respond than the man. The second name That she was given was Eve. Eve. Which means. Life. Life. The Bible says in verse 20. You read it. That Eve was the mother of all living. Life was to come by Eve, or life was to come through Eve by the man. God, I don't know. Dialogue, dialogue, not not monologue. Come on, help me. And so God says the woman would bring life or life will come through her, but of course from the man. That makes sense, right? All right. Stick with me now. I'm going somewhere. You'll you'll, you'll see it all make sense in a little bit. So the man, deposit, she get the life, the life comes. And so that's why Eve was called the mother of all living. And, And her name, when you look up the meaning, means life. Life was to come through her by the man. And so... Woman or women, I'm here to tell you this morning, don't just settle for being a woman, but say, I want to be an Eve. Don't worry, I'm I'm working with you. I don't leave anybody out. God helped me to preach. I'm not leaving nobody out. And so, you don't just want to be a woman, woman. You want to be an Eve. Because Eve. Being Eve is your destiny. Listen, let me um, cut the the tension, a little bit of tension. Giving birth don't make you a mother. Just like depositing your seed don't make you a dad. So let's get past that. So I, when, when you hear me talking, I'm not talking about, oh, you got to give birth. First of all, if, 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 you, if, if you feel like you're not able, pray. And God can touch your womb and you'll give birth. Or you can go and adopt. Or God can bring some child in your life that you can raise up as your own. But But giving birth is not the answer. Listen to this statement. There are a lot of women that love babies, but can't stand a child. There are women that love babies, but can't stand the child. Oh, they want to get the belly in so everybody can look at them. Oh, let me touch your belly. <laughs> they enjoy that. And so they walk around their belly and they give birth. And the baby's all young and they like that. Oh, my baby. Cause look at all the little girls. They like to play with babies. So, so it's, it's, it's a fact that women will love babies, but they might have issue with the child. And the bottom line is they got to start from babies to be raised up. It's the one that raises the child. It's the one that nurtures the child. It's the one that trained the child that will or is that mother of that child. First of all, nobody can take credit for life. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning. All things were made by him. And there's nothing that was made that was not made by him. Then it says in the verse five, I think, or four, in him was life. So let's not get too overhyped there, ladies. He's the one that put life in us. And so whatever life he allows you to bring, it still came from him. So when we talk about mother. We're not talking about someone that physically gave birth. We're talking about the one that raised the child. We're talking about the one that nurtured the child. We're talking about the one that trained up the child into becoming a grown-up. That's what we're talking about. The one, listen to this statement. The woman that rocks the cradle will rule the world. The woman that rocks the cradle rules the world. What does that mean? That child that you will raise, that child that you will bring up, that child that you will nurture, if that child is done the way that God has ordained for that child to be raised, that child will be a great asset to our society. And it's all because you nurtured that child. It's because you raised up that child. It's because you was the one that trained that child. The word said, train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they shall not depart from it. When we're talking about motherhood, when we're talking about Eve, it's not so much talking about the one that gave birth, but it's talking about the one that knows how to raise them up, how to train them up and how to teach them about God. That's what it's talking about. And so, as a woman, you should desire to become an Eve. Because Eve has destiny. Eve has destiny. Going somewhere. The Bible says in Genesis 3 and 15, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, And between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his eel. Adam was a pretty smart guy. We know he named all the animal. We know he named all the animal. But look at what Adam, look at what Adam said here. He was paying attention to God. Verse 20 in chapter 3 says this. And Adam called his wife name Eve because she was the mother of all living. I don't know if you caught that. When Adam named her Eve, she had no children. He's saying she's the mother of all living. She had no children. Why did Adam call her that? Because God said, she's going to bring forth a seed, and that seed is going to bruise the head of that serpent. God had prophesied that she was going to bring forth a seed. Adam was paying attention. Adam demonstrated great faith at that time because what he's saying is God said it. And I know God. And so if he said it, it's a done deal. So he went on to name her Eve without her having any children because he said if God said it, then she will have children, which means she will be the mother of all living. Adam was paying attention to Jesus. Anybody paying attention to Jesus this morning? He's he's amazing. Called her Eve. And she had no children yet. Remember, it was when all this stuff went wrong. After they left out of the garden, it was when she finally started having children. But he said, she's the mother of all living. Now, we know that Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, after creation, is one of the most key, key Bible scripture that we need to know. Because Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, prophesied that the Messiah was coming. it prophesied that Jesus was coming and so the woman was going to have a seed and that seed was going to bruise the head and of the serpent and the serpent will bruise his heel now remember the bible god will talk to us in typologies or show us the physical then get us to relate to the spiritual and so that that's what was going on here because as we know this is spiritual thing was coming up not a physical thing spiritual thing was coming up and so that was said you know you know god's word is so deep it is so consistent i don't know maybe I, i i don't communicate everything the way i need to communicate it today but let me communicate this to you god's word is as consistent as you can ever get Look at look at the words that the, the Bible has listed. He said, and she will and her seed. Now, in the Bible, when you study that word seed. You will get two meanings out of seed. One meaning is actual children or a child. The other is word of God. The Bible says Jesus, who was a child, became the Word. If we will realize who we serve, who God really is remember this text was only talking about Jesus was Eve going to have a lot of children yes she was but it was really focused on the Messiah that was supposed to come because the Messiah was the one that was coming to provide salvation to provide deliverance to provide a way for us to be saved and so the scripture text was referring to the Messiah but God don't waste any words and so when he said she will have a seed and that seed will bruise the head of the enemy and the enemy will bruise the heel? It was talking about Jesus. Who is the Word of God? My God, he don't miss anything. How can the Word of God work that cleverly? Seed. He could have said children. Could have have said a man-child. Could have said anything. But he said seed. He said seed. Man, you don't miss anything. Because Jesus was the seed of the woman. But as we know, in John, after it says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, we know God is the word. Then it says the word became flesh. Genesis is telling us about the stuff that was getting ready to happen. That that seed was the word, and the word was going to be a man. That's what it's talking about. That's amazing stuff I looked at. And so the promised seed of the woman was Jesus. Now look at uh, Galatians. Galatians chapter 4, verse 3. The Bible is so accurate. Even so, we, when we were children were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law to do what? To redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons and daughters. And so it was when The fullness of time. When the right time came, Eve gave birth to the Messiah who was prophesied back in Genesis chapter 3. That woman brought forth life. And that life was the light of men. That life was the savior of the world. That life was the one that would die for our sins. Woman, your destiny is to become an Eve. Don't just settle and say, I'm a woman. You know, please, don't talk to me. I'm a woman. No, no, no. That's good to start right there because that's where Eve started as a woman. But then she became Eve because life is in her. Life will come out of her. Eve was the continuation of life in the garden. Remember, Adam and Eve was created. Everybody else, Mama Allen, that came in this world were born by a woman. Everybody else that came after Adam and came after Eve were born into this world. Nobody else was had the privilege of being created by God, physically. Man, God, you're amazing. How you created Adam and Eve and set them up so much that they can just keep on creating us, creating people, I'm saying. Man, you would think... Just my normal mind is thinking, if you created Adam, you created Eve, then you're going to have to populate the whole world like that. Just keep creating, keep creating. But he said, no, 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 I'm just that good. I'm going to create a man and a woman and they will just allow everything. But he showed us when he created the animals, though, right? Male and female. And they were able to procreate of their kind. And so we procreate by our kind. God procreate by his kind. He doesn't miss anything. The word is consistent. The destiny of the woman is not to remain a woman, but our destiny is to become an Eve. Woman, if you will take this, 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 this Eve thing seriously, where you will nurture, where 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 you will raise up and train. You can impact this world. You can impact how how society is developed because you're the one that nurture. Remember they said, and smart people probably know this better than me, but the impact that we make on children is way before they get to teenagers. Isn't it like about from two to five, somewhere around there? that's when the greatest impression goes into them when we're raising them. And usually at those ages, who's got them? That's who's got them during that age. The men usually get them. If you want to go back in the day, we might do it different now, but you want to go back in the day. The men usually don't get them until they're able to do some hard work. Boy, go pick that up and bring it over here. Boy, bring that bucket. You need to start learning how to chop wood. That's when we get them, when we can make them a man. But the most impressionable times of their life is in the hand of the woman that's the most impressionable time of the of people is when they're in the hands of the woman woman you can be an eve you can bring forth life and you can make a difference in society because of how you raise them up when the fullness of time had come the promised seed of the woman bruising the head of the serpent is this Jesus Christ died to put away sins by sacrifice of himself. When he sacrificed himself, he put away sin and destroy who had the power of death. That is the devil. When the scripture says that he will bruise thy head, it meant that Jesus was going to come and destroy the power, the lordship of Satan. Remember this, in case you don't know. When Satan caused Adam and Eve to sin, he took away the rulership of this world from them. That's what happened. When God created Adam and Eve, he says, I give you dominion. It means I give you rulership, lordship over this earth. And so when they gave in to Satan advances, it means He took over lordship. Still today, when we allow the things that Satan concocts and we follow them, we give him lordship over our life. That's really what happens. If you want to worry, why am I messing up? Because you've given rulership of Satan. The Bible says Satan is the father of lies. When we begin to lie, we have given him lordship to do whatever he wants. The only way to snatch back rulership from Satan is to get in your right position and become a child of God, become a son of God, a daughter of God, and then You will exercise your authority because he has no authority over the son of God, the daughter of God. But anytime we follow him, it means his lordship is controlling our life. When we become born again of the water and of the spirit, we give our life to God. God now is Lord over our life. Before we become born again, who is Lord over your life? Not you. Nobody likes this. Nobody likes to deal with that. But when you're not born again, when you are not baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, understanding who He is, having His Spirit ruling over your life, then you have given lordship by default to the ruler of this world who stole the authority back in the garden. He stole it. He stole it. And so it's important to understand what is going on. He stole lordship. From Adam and Eve. And so that's why it's saying that he will destroy the head. It means that he will destroy lordship over the enemy. That's what he said. I will destroy. I will be the one to just crush the head of your adversary. Now it said that the adversary would bruise the heel of Jesus. What what, what did that mean when it says bruise the heel? It, it, it just means that. The challenges, the suffering that he went through, going to the cross, all that he went through for us, that's the bruising of the heel. When Satan had him crucified, well, Satan didn't have him crucified. When he went through the crucifixion, gave his life so we can be saved. The stuff that he endured for that, that's the bruises that he got. But he took lordship from the enemy and placed it back in our control, in our authority. Eve, you are responsible for the continuation of life which brought us our salvation, our deliverer, and the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Ladies, you can become an Eve because Eve has destiny. A woman don't necessarily have destiny, but Eve, we know, has destiny. For her destiny is the continuation of life, which brought us salvation, which brought us our deliverer, which brought us the Messiah, Jesus Christ. She had destiny. The devil tried to stop her destiny, but God says, I'm, the, you all are my weakness and I'm gonna make a way to still let you reach your destiny. When he created her, he created her and knew she had a destiny, but the plan was, I guess, a little bit in, 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 in turmoil a little bit there. And God says, no, it's not. You see how we get panicky and think is, oh, everything is falling apart. God said, oh, what do you mean everything is falling apart? You might, you might suffer some bruises like I did. You, You might suffer some, some scars like I did, like I did. You might, you might suffer some of those, but nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop my destiny for your life. Nothing can stop what I have planned for you. There is nothing. You might suffer some wounds. You might suffer some pain and some scars. But nothing can stop God's plan for you. Because he created you in destiny. His destiny for every woman that becomes a Eve is to produce a deliverer. Is to produce a redeemer. Is to produce one that is used by God. Listen, the Bible calls us living epistles. Don't you think you're less than being the living word? We don't think we are the living word, but yes we are. Because when we walk in the word of God, just like Jesus is the word of God. When we mimic Jesus and live like Jesus, now we become the word that people get to see. And I'm telling you, we have destiny on our side. We can do it. We can accomplish it. We just can't let the scars and the pain and the circumstances stop us. Can't let it stop us. God didn't go through all of that so we can be stopped. He went through a whole lot. He made a way. And as we said, we are his weakness. He's always, can you imagine if God was like us? How many chances has he given us and still given us? Man, we would have shut somebody down a long time. That's why... One of his disciples asked, how many times should we forgive our brother for offending us? I can see Jesus. All right. Seventy times seven, man. That was his way of saying, let me give you a number that you will never be able to accomplish. That's really what he was saying. Because if you would have told him, you always give him, you know, he knows why he didn't say that. He said 70 times seven. I guarantee we go dig into that. That'll tell you something else, too, because God's word is just consistent. He said 70 times seven. And so the bottom line is we need to be like Jesus. He has forgiven us time and time again. Now, I'm not telling you I heard, I hope you heard everything I said today. You're going to have to pay for the things that you do when you disobey God's word. You got to pay for that. All of us do. But it doesn't mean Jesus is not with you. You know, we think that when we're paying, when, when we're going through the, the, the process of reaping what we sow, we think, oh, God don't love me no more. Did he kick Adam and Eve out of the garden? Yes, he did. He put them out the garden. But was he with them out of the garden? That's the question. Was he with them when they left? the? Yes, he was. Did she have children when she left the garden? Yes, she did. It didn't mean because she was no longer in the garden. She couldn't do what God said she would do. He just had to pronounce judgment. And we so soft that when he pronounced judgment, we fold up our tent. We take our ball. God don't love me. We may don't love you. You did some stuff, you made a mess, and you're going through and you're blaming God when all he's saying is, listen, nobody gets off. Everybody got to pay for what they do. Nobody gets off. My goodness. Man, we just need to love each other. Because you might steal things, you know, and I might lie about things. What's the difference? We make it, we, we make it the difference. But God is saying, both of you are doing wrong. And at the end of the day, both of you are going to pay. (laughs) That's the thing about it. All of us will pay. I know we probably think back in the day, well, the the preacher don't have to pay because he the preacher. Go to church, the pastor, he, he the pastor. He preaches. He don't have to pay. Everybody has to pay. Listen to this. Oh, clock in the back. All right. Listen to this. The Bible says in Hebrews 9, 27, it's appointed to man to die once, and after this, the judgment. It's appointed unto man to die once. You know what's amazing about that? Jesus didn't have no choice but to die. Even he has to come here and obey his own laws. If he got to obey his law, why we think we're going to get off? it's appointed to men to die once and Jesus came and he had to die because he was man and God but the man had to die because the man is living in this world and every man every woman that is in this world at one point in time you're going to die I said, this is why we, we, we just can't even get worked up about paying for our wrong just just Take it like a man. Take it like a woman. Say, Lord, I messed up. And hopefully allow it to be the thing that will keep you from going down that road again. The payment. Because it gets worse and worse. The first time, it might not feel like it was real bad. Your payment, that is, for what you've done wrong. But keep doing it. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. It's like anything else. It just gets worse and worse and worse. It gets out of control. It's like a little cut and you keep on messing with it. it, gets worse and worse. Exercise. You don't exercise, and you keep on eating the way you want. I'm not saying the words. <laughs> but anything that you don't allow to bring correction and bring back um, discipline in your life, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. Take the correction from God to bring back discipline. Obedience in your life. Jesus destroyed the work of Satan when he died on the cross. The woman's destiny is to become Eve. And Eve's destiny is to the continuation of life. Here's the final thing I'm going to say to you. Galatians chapter 4 here we go. Galatians chapter four, verse 26. The Bible says in verse 26, but Jerusalem, which is above is free. Above, above. Somebody say above. It's not talking about my Jerusalem. (laughs) My Jerusalem. (laughs) I love it. Hey, I'm sorry. I can say it, man. I was there. I was in the walls. I was in the walls. But Jerusalem, which is above, is free. So it's it's not talking about this Jerusalem here on earth. Which is the mother of us all. Jerusalem, which is above. This is how consistent God's word is. When God said Jerusalem, that's above, is the mother of us all. What it's talking about in the physical or in the natural, or you can go spiritual, is the church of the living God. Read it. But Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all. Verse 27, for it is written, Rejoice thou, barren, that bearest not, break forth and cry, thou that travailest not, for the desolate had many more children. Listen to this. The desolate has many more children than she which had an husband. Let me break it down for you. Jerusalem is the mother of, of, of them all. In the physical Jerusalem that's over the Middle East physically is the motherland. Okay? Now, when it says Jerusalem, which is above, it's talking about the church, this, the entity that's called the church that you get born again into. So, the church is the mother of all of us. Why is the church the mother of all of us? You must be born again you can only be born from a woman. You can't be born from nothing else. Jesus called the church a her. He called the church his bride. So when you become born again, the church is your mother and Jesus is your father. Life continues through the church. So, while we came into this world physically, to have continuation of life, we must be born again. The church is the mother of us all. And so I close with this. You may not physically had children, but when you get into the church, when you get into the church, you become born again and you get into the church, you now become a mother. You automatically become an Eve because what you do now, you begin to produce children. When people are born again in the church, we all are responsible for that because we are the mother. There is, the church is not a building, but the church are people. And when people are born again, they are travailing from us. It is the hand of people that baptize people in Jesus' name. It is the hand of people that nurture the babies that come into church. It is the hand of the people that raise them up. It is the hand of the voice of the people that teach them. The church is the mother of us all. And when I say woman, don't just settle to be a woman, but become a Eve. What I'm telling you is a woman become a part of the church and train up a child. woman become a part of the church and raise them up. woman become a part of the church and teach them. If you never become a part of the church, you remain a woman. And your destiny is not like Eve's. If you never become a part of the church, you are barren no matter how much you get married because you didn't give birth to anything. And God set it up that you can give birth physically, but if you didn't have children physically, you can have spiritual, spiritual children. Will you stand? The destiny of the woman. Daryl. I know you don't like the sound of it, but you're a woman, man. <laughs> David, I know you you all man. Got the bald head, that just tell you all man. When you got a bald head, it means you all man. But well, you're a woman when you get into church. Daryl, you're a woman. I'm a woman. Tom, you're a woman. Scarlett, you're a woman. Kevin, you're a woman. Colin, you're a woman. We women because when we become a part of the church, we become the mother. And the mother is the one that gives birth, the mother is the one that nurtures, the mother is the one that rocks the cradle. Because the mother rules the world. I don't think maybe I'm the only one that got it. The church is the ruler of this world. I don't care what people say. The Bible says, Jesus says, upon this rock, oh God. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It means that nothing can prevail. Nothing can destroy the church. When God puts something into operation and he establishes it, nothing can stop it. The church is the most powerful entity in this world. And when you're a part of it, you are ruling this world. God gave us dominion from the very beginning. We allowed the enemy to snatch it from us. And Jesus says, no problem. You're my weakness. I'll come back and straighten everything out. And he came and he saved us, mama. He brought us in. And then he turned over and said, here you go. You're back in charge. I'm not telling you something about you being a part of the church and being ruler of this world, because that you are. You are the greatest influence in this world. We are the mother of this world. We are the mother of this world. And whether you physically was able to produce and be a mother doesn't matter now. If you're in the church, you are a mother. If you're in the church, you can produce. God will not have a barren church. There are people that's married and they're together and they don't have children. That means they're barren. But when you become a part of the church, church can't be barren, mama. Church can't be barren. Church got to have children. So we will have children. We will have children. We will have children. We will have children. God has put it in you. The continuation of life. Because we are his church. We are who he's using to continue life. My God, help us today. Oh, help us today, Lord God. Help us today. You don't have to worry. You don't have to fret. Don't let tradition, don't let our world dictate your emotions. Don't let our world dictate your feelings because God has already put destiny in you. You have destiny. Don't let anybody else tell you anything different. There's destiny in you for God has created and established this from the very beginning. And he will not allow anything to stop it. Only if you decide to walk away from your destiny. Only if you decide to abandon your destiny. When Adam and Eve sinned, they didn't abandon. They trusted God. We know they trusted God because when God said, your seed, can you imagine that? Somebody, can you imagine? You don't even understand who God is. Sure, when you mess up or I mess up, Genesis, when you mess up, God come and he don't speak about the mess. He speak about what you're getting ready to do. We steady. And he's saying, so here's what's going to happen. In a couple of months, you'll be doing blah, blah, blah. And in the state that you are in when you made that mess, there's no way you thought you would be doing something positive in the next couple of months because you think the world was coming to an end when you messed up. And God is putting his arm around and said, All right, here's what we're going to do. And he's telling you what will happen. Eve listened to the serpent, her husband ate. And God put his arms around her and says, All right, your seed is going to. crushed the head of that serpent yeah and she's looking up like why you huh my see. what do you mean I don't failed you God I'm no good I have nothing to offer and he's saying maybe you don't have anything to offer but my grace is sufficient I'm the one that works in you not you And so I want you to realize that you made the mess, but my grace is sufficient. You made the mess, but I'm not going to let your destiny be shut down because of it. None of us is going to be able to claim that God ever sent anybody to hell. Demons were sent to hell. None of us will be sent to hell. If we get there, we earned it. If we get to hell, we earned it. God loves us too much. And he has a destiny for us. There's no way we go to hell unless we earn it. Because from the very beginning, there was destiny wrapped up all in you. All in you. Destiny was all wrapped up and established. I'm talking to somebody right now. Don't let the voices tell you how bad things are because if you listen to voices of how bad things are god can't work in your life you've got to stand on god's word and god has already established destiny in your life and no matter what anybody says no matter how you feel it's not over (laughs) it ain't over because God said it ain't over yet I know the situation look bleak I know it don't seem like you're going to make it but God will raise you up again and the latter will be greater than your former. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Your latter years will be greater than your former. You thought you did well, but God says, oh, no, I will show you what well is. I do my best work with those things that are broken, with those things that are wounded, with those things that everybody rejects. I do better with them. I work better with broken things. Uh, I work better with things, oh God. uh, Things that people don't think anything can come out of. Uh, That's where I do my best work. Uh, That's where I do my best work. Uh, And God is wanting me to tell somebody in here today uh, that God uh, is ready to do some great work in your life. Uh, Don't you listen to the voice, Uh, of doom and gloom. Don't you listen to the voice. That you can't do it. You can't make it. And all you've done. Is going to be for nothing. God has sent me here to tell you today. I went through too much from the beginning. To give upon you now. I will never leave you to forsake you. I will never give upon you. You can't listen to those voices of doom and gloom. My blessings. Will be upon you. Oh, my blessings. Oh, my blessings I will pour out upon you. My grace will be sufficient for you. Walk by faith and not by sight. Don't walk by your emotions. Don't walk by your circumstance. I'm working in the midst. Ooh, you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm working. Oh, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived, don't be deceived, don't be deceived. God is working. He's working, he's working, he's working. He's gonna bring it to light. He says, will you stick with me? Will you stay with me? Don't get off board, but stay on board, stay on board, stay on board, stay on board. In the name of Jesus, stay on board, stay on board. In the name of Jesus, stay on board, stay on board. I do, I do a great work in you. I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. will. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, God, somebody today, God has destiny wrapped up in you. God's got too much investment in you. He said, no, no way, honey. I'm not letting it go down like this. No way will your situation destroy you. Oh, no, I've got too much, too much. I've got invested in you. Too much is tied up in you. Too much has been deposited in you. I brought you this far. I won't let you go. I won't let you go. Oh, no man can pluck you out of his hands. Don't walk out of his hands. Don't walk out of His hands. Don't walk out of the hands of God. But stay in His hands. Stay in His hands. Stay in His hands. Stay in His hands. In his hand. Oh, God wants to use you to give glory to Him. God wants to use you. God wants to use you so you can bring glory to His name. Oh, yes, 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 yes. He's going to cause the enemy of your soul to be a laughing stock. He's going to make a mockery with your life to the enemy Ah. He's always made a mockery of Satan. God has always made a mockery of Satan. And he's going to use you to make a mockery of that devil. (laughs) He's going to use you to make a mockery of that devil. The devil thinks he's got you. The devil thinks he got you discouraged to the point where nothing good will come from you. But God is saying, you don't worry, sister. You don't worry, brother. I'm going to raise you up and make a mockery of the devil. I'm going to raise you up and make a mockery of him. Oh, what he meant for evil. I will make it into good. What he meant for evil? I will make it into good. You see, all things work together for good to them that love God to them that are called according to his purpose and so God is saying you don't worry about your situation I know you feel like you're messed up terribly I know you feel like you're failing miserably but I your God I will make it good I will make it good I will make it good just hold on and don't let go. Hold on and don't let go. Hold on and don't let go. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Hold on and don't let go. There's destiny in you, there's destiny in you, there's destiny in you. Oh hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, There's destiny all wrapped up in you. Oh, Lord, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Somebody worship him. Just tell him how you feel about him. Tell him how you feel about him. In your own way, tell him how you feel. Lord, I love you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I honor you. You've been good to me, Jesus. You've been good to me, my Lord. You're better to me, God, than I've ever been to myself. Oh, God, I give you honor. I give you praise. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we give you glory. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Oh, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. (laughs) Somebody give him glory in this place. Give him honor in this place. Give him praise in this place. We give you glory, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. We give you honor, Lord. We give you all of the praise. We give you all of the praise. We give you all of the praise. Honor and glory and praise. Honor and glory and praise. Oh, Oh, yes, Jesus. Oh, glory and honor. Glory and honor. Worship him. Worship Christ, our Lord. Give him glory. Give him glory. Give him honor and praise oh just for a few more moments before we dismiss let god know how you feel about him give him the praise give him the praise give him the, give him the honor give him the glory